John Birdie, a.k.a. Mr. Steal Your Girl, is heating up at the right time. And Christopher Sanchez is looking to finish the year strong. Join us today as we talk about must-add players one last time for this season on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Fantasy Baseball Fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Here, as always, with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane. And you could find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate if you do that for us. And if you do decide to do that for us, take a screenshot and send it to fantasymds at gmail.com. And you will have a chance to join our coveted listener league for next season, which we will be doing a raffle. And uh, like I said, you know, um, per usual, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. Subscribe to the channel. Also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, but most importantly, subscribe to our Diamond Club on, oh, Jesus Christ, I was about to say patio. I'm losing my mind. But no, on the subtext website, guys, that's where you need to join our Diamond Club. And we offer a lot more than we offer on this 30-minute episode there. You'll get rankings for 2024. We're going to do bust, breakout, sleepers early for all that stuff. We know we'll talk about next season and talk about fantasy football as well. But real quick, let me talk to you about one of our sponsors, Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMOE for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets and lowest price always guaranteed. But all right, Matt, that's enough yapping here. Let's get on with the show already. Uh, who are we talking about first? We're trying to help some people, more people get championships here. John Birdie, Mr. Steel Girl, Mr. Steel, every single positional card on the field here. Uh, the dude is second, third, short, outfield. Might as well be first and catcher too. And then we got a complete thing. I mean, he might even want to do a Shohei Otani and start pitching the ball because <laughs> he just goes everywhere. But seriously, John Birdie, you know, cover your pockets, watch your bases, watch your girlfriends because he's just stealing everything under the sun. He's been so hot recently, and it's funny. He has, ha, hasn't has actually been Mr. Steve Girl. He only has one stolen base over over the last two weeks, but he's doing everything else. Uh, this week so far, three runs, three bombs, four ribs, batting 538. He's just smoking the cover off the ball. Like, John Birdie is on a heater and a half. Like, quite honestly, like, we have some really great names, but, like, I think John Birdie is, like, my one. Our next guy is probably my two. So, like... You know, these are the guys you really need to pay attention to. Like John Berry, right now, if you're in a in a championship week, pause the podcast and just scoop him up if he's available. He's twenty percent owned, so he's one hundred percent out there. So one hundred percent add John Berry. Yeah, Matt, great take on Berry there. Um, he gets the Pirates for most of the end of the week here to wrap up the season. You know, good matchups against those pitchers. And he's been hitting a lot of homers lately. As Matt said, he had a two-home run game the other day. You know, I think both of those did come off of Freddie Peralta, who's a good pitcher. And just, you know, imagine this guy starts stealing. 
He did hit leadoff. He had another home run today, actually. He's played a doubleheader against the Mets today, John Birdie. Four for six with a home run, one run, one RBI. And it's just this guy's upside is the limit. But, Matt, you did a good job talking about him, so I'm going to just keep it pushing here. Let's talk about somebody else that Matt and I love, and it's Logan Ohapi. And Logan Ohapi, you know, uh, got that a little banged up this year. But you know what? He's come back really, really strong. Numbers on the year aren't super impressive because, you know, I, I think he was, um, you know, still trying to adjust as a 23-year-old here. 47 games, 171 at-bats, 20 runs, 6 doubles, 13 homers, 27 RBIs, and he's only batting 234. But I really think Logan Ohapi is a guy that could hit, you know, 260, 270 at the catcher position. That's definitely going to be a plus. Um, it's to be determined how good those angels are going to look next year for looking forward for Logan, no happy, but you know what? He's been pretty good of late over the last two weeks, uh, seven runs, three homers, five RBIs, two twenty-seven batting average, which isn't super impressive, but, um, I think it's been a little bit better over the last week yet, yeah, uh, over the last week, four runs, two homers, four RBIs, two eighty for Logan O'Hoppy. So, you know, he's starting to catch his stride. I always like to say that, you know, not everybody comes up and is an Acuna, a Tatis, a Soto. Sometimes it takes a couple of years to adjust to big league pitching. And I think Ohapi is no exception to that rule. I think he's somebody I'm looking forward to next year. And if you need a catcher to help you out the rest of the way, Logan Ohapi is only 18% owned. So if you're in a two-catcher league, definitely take a look, see if Ohapi's out there and uh, get him on your rosters. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if Ohapi didn't get hurt, we'd be talking talking about him like he's the next Buster Posey. He would have been right up there with Rutch because he was starting off hot until he got hurt. So Logan Ohapi, the fact that he's you know doing what he's doing right now, um, you know, makes him my number two. I would say add out of all these guys just based off of the fact that he's producing from the catcher's position. But quite frankly, next year's value, I don't even care what happens to the Angels. I more I care more about if he's going to get everyday playing time because even if he doesn't have a team around him he's still going to produce numbers that are going to be better than about 75% of the catchers out there. And he'll be a top five catcher for me. I think by the time yeah. draft draft season comes, because I really believe in Logan O'Hoppy. So honestly, add him this week. Cause he, I have he, met seven. I have met seven. So we're actually not too far off. Exactly. A lot of so, upside. So Logan O'Hoppy 100% needs to be, uh, needs to be added this week, but let's move on. Let's talk about Nelson Velasquez. Um, my guy is also doing his thing in the counting stack category with five runs, three bombs, five ribs. But the batting average is kind of nuking you right now. It's at 150. But here's the thing, though. So I don't think he's going to hit another bomb this week, but I think the runs and ribbies are going to be Man, there. I was going to say he'll hit like five bombs this week. He's been on fire with the power. I mean, he has five five bombs through two weeks. Statistically, it's unlikely for him to hit another home run. But, I mean, who knows? He's on a heater. But I think the runs and ribbies are going to be there. They're just playing. They're playing great right now. And I think Nelson is worth an ad. Not something I'm running out out there to get. But, like, say if I got batting average on a lock and I need runs, ribbies, and maybe some power support and I lost somebody or I lost Royce Lewis this week and he was my flex because that's what he would be for most people. Nelson Velasquez can be somebody that can give you that plus plus uh, counting stats in those. And if you play in doubles and ribby, uh, doubles and triple leagues, Velasquez can really take do some damage there as well. So let's see what happens. Um, 14% owned. I'm, again, not running out to get him, but at the same time, he's definitely worth an ad. Yeah, Velasquez, the thing is, is the kid's got power, and he's not like a, a huge guy, six foot 190. So, you know, you really don't expect that kind of power from somebody that size, but the kid knows how to put the bat to the ball. 
in the minor leagues. He's always had good power in 20, uh, 2022 through 56 games. He had 15 home runs. Uh, 2021, 103 games, 20 home runs. Uh, in 50 games so far this year, he has 17 home runs. So the kid's got a lot, a lot of pop. He's been hitting fourth in that Kansas City lineup, you know, behind Bobby Witt. Uh, could definitely drive in those, um, you know, those RBIs. So if you're looking for somebody that's got a little bit of sneaky power and, uh, you know, potential to get you some RBIs, I would look Velasquez's way. But definitely do not count on him for batting average. As Matt said, he's never really been a batting average guy, not what he does. So that's pretty much as, uh, it for Nelson Velasquez. We'll keep on pushing here. But before we do that, we're going to talk about, oh, after we, um, you know, uh, take a little break here. We're going to talk about um, a guy that Matt and I absolutely love uh, from Cincinnati. We got a Colorado Rocky for you. And then we're going to get into a bunch of streaming pitchers for this weekend. So you're absolutely not going to want to miss that. So, guys, let's talk about the Game Time app. Have you ever tried to buy tickets to see your favorite artist or sports team and wound up being stressed out by how much of a hassle it can be? Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. That's why you need to check out the Game Time app. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Using the Game Time app is super rewarding with flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, images and views from the seats you'll be sitting in, lowest price guarantee, and event cancellation protection. I mean, there's a reason it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets and the lowest prices always guaranteed. And dear everydayers and new listeners, we have an incredible opportunity for you to support the show and enjoy some fantastic perks along the way. Introducing our Diamond Club on the Subtext website. By becoming a member, you not only contribute to the show's success, but also gain access to exclusive benefits. Get your hands on this offseason. You know, you're going to get. Updated rankings for 2024. You're going to get bust, breakout, sleepers, and all that stuff way earlier than you can get anywhere else. And best of all, you get direct access to Matt and I for all of your burning fantasy baseball questions. Plus, you can try it out completely free for 14 days. Your support means the world to Matt and I, and we can't wait to connect with you on this exciting journey. Join our Diamond Club on the Subtext website today, and let's take your fantasy baseball experience to new heights. And guys, once again... If you leave us a five-star rating review on Apple, Spotify, those are the main two, or anywhere else if you, you may listen, we truly appreciate it. And guess what? If you take a screenshot of that and you email it to the fantasy M- oh, no, just fantasymds at gmail.com, we're going to pick one person that does that, and you're going to get a spot in our listener league for next year. We already have one of our fans up in there guaranteed with a spot for next year. So if you want a chance as well to come play fantasy baseball with Matt and I and learn all the tricks of the trade that we have, you know, I won a couple of championships this year. Matt got one too. So you're going to want to join our Diamond Club on subtext. But Matt, that is a lot of talking for me, my brother. Why don't you hop on in here? Yeah. And I just want to say too, um, even if you're not selected, you know, just leaving a five star uh, review and a review on Apple specifically uh, really goes a long way. It really, really boosts the podcast. It helps us grow. It helps us keep doing this. It allows my wife to say, hey, Matt, <laughs> you can go take an hour and a half away from our family and, you know, 
go do this and um you know ha- let me have a little good time so like sh- straight up guys like this really helps even more than the subtext in a lot of ways so please can, if you can please do this and it'll be fun to play with you guys but uh let's move yeah, on real quick real quick i i, I do want to chime back and that if we help you at all, any if any our if any of our advice helped you get you know further than you normally do, or help to get you locked on championship, we we that's the only thing we ask you. Just leave a five star rating on Apple. That would be fantastic. But Matt, take it away, brother. All right, let's talk about Mister Christian Incarnacion Strand. Man, saying his name is like a mouthful and a half. But I love Just him. Go with CES. That's what a lot of people say. They they call him CES. We can. We, we can. can. We can. <laughs> but. I feel like I just got to say the whole thing. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a nice, nice, long name. Kind of rolls like, off the tongue. Like, I, I feel like his father said, well, my son's got to have the strongest name humanly possible. So, you know, it's going to be Christian Incarnacion Strand. And and I'm sure if he could, he'd have like 17 other names in between all of that. But we'll <laughs> see. Anyway, let's move on. First base eligible, 41% owned. Let me throw that out there. 41% owned, which means he's out there. Six runs four bombs, eight ribs, batting 350 over the last week. That's really all you need to know. Even though we've been telling you for, I don't know, Dom, what, since Before July? Before got called up? <laughs> yeah, since July the pick came up. Now, I understand maybe you did, you listened to us. He didn't have the hottest start, but yeah. we never promised that. We said that, hey, if he gets this going, he's going to be special. So if you did pick him up and you held on to him, this is the result. Now, he's available. There's still time. Get him because if he's on a heater, what this kid can do in a single year is kind of actually astronomical. He's going to be so good next year. I'm st- I'm still struggling with where I'm going to rank him. Christian Ancanasio and Strand, CES, needs to be added every which way you go. Please add him and do yourself a service. Yeah, man. I think he talked about the last week stats, right? Yeah. So let's talk about the last two weeks, though. He's been the number seven overall player in fantasy baseball for the last two weeks with a stat line of nine runs, six homers, 12 RBIs, a steal batting 364 from Mr. Encarnacion Strand. Oh, another home run today by my dad. And so let's make that seven over the past, you know, two weeks for Encarnacion Strand. I'm probably going to have him around, uh, let's say, 14 at first base. First base is looking kind of actually deep for next year because we got a couple of newcomers at the position and a lot of guys that have stepped up. But I think Strand is going to be a value pick. I don't think he's going to go that high. If you want to wait at first base, you're going to be able to get Strand. And there's absolutely no reason he should be sitting on your waiver wire for you know the rest of the year. He gets the Cardinals up next, and they their pitching staff is not really that deep. A pitching staff he can take advantage of. And if you want to really know Strand's upside, listen to what he did in 67 games in the minors this year. So 278 at-bats, 65 runs, 21 doubles, 2 triples, 20 homers, 62 RBIs, chipped in 2 steals, 33 walks to 69 strikeouts, which is very nice, and a 331 batting average. Strand is is absolutely monstrous. I think he's going to have um you know a, a strong push here to finish the season. Let's move on to this next guy, uh, our last bat. Let's talk about Brendan Rodgers. Honestly, if there's any you know Rockies out there on your waiver wire, they're not a bad ad. I think they play the rest of their games. They're home. home. Yeah, for the rest of the season, right? Yep. Yeah, so with with Rodgers, you know, he's honestly one that's out there in a lot of leagues. 
He is only 9% owned. And I think we talked about him the other day. Matt snuck him in there and it was a great mention because he's just been good since he's come back from the IL. Second base eligible through the last 14 days for Rodgers. Five runs, two homers, seven RBIs with a 383 batting average. And he's been hitting cleanup in that lineup for the Rockies. Not really much else to say here about Rodgers, except he's a guy that I've loved over the years and never really had the big breakout that I thought he was going to. But he's still only 27. Definitely a guy I want to keep my eyes on for next year. Hopefully he can stay healthy. He's been injury riddled for most of his career, if not all of it at this point. So with Brendan Rodgers, if you need a second baseman, guy's going to potentially you know have a little pop, a couple RBIs the rest of the way, pick him up. Yeah, for sure. Brendan Rodgers, solid pickup, especially the second base uh, eligibility, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's just one of those things. But I think we're done. I think he did a great job there. Not done with the podcast. We're done with bats here. We're going to yes. talk about Mr. Edward Cabrera. Uh, you know, what's funny is he's somebody they've been flexing in and out, whether they're going to start or not, uh, him on the week, just based off of the fact of whether they want to keep him in the bullpen or not, because he's been actually more effective coming out of the bullpen than in his starts, even though his last three, his last two starts have been pretty nice, but he's actually been even better coming out of the bullpen in all honesty, because he doesn't have to see the, the, the lineup about two times. Because that's where um, he gets himself into trouble. But the matchup is against Pittsburgh. They're trying to, you know, make that push. And quite honestly, this is pretty much a layup of a matchup for them. So I think Edward Cabrera can go out there and be very effective. We all know what he could do if he's really on his game. That's that could be ten Ks in like five innings if he really wanted to. Uh, the ERA could be really good. I mean, it's not like they're really blowing your socks off. You know, I mean, Hayes is doing pretty good, but there's nobody really else that's really like. Blowing the cover, blow, blowing the cover off the ball. So I feel like Cabrera could step in, take advantage of this. You know, I like to say fluffy matchup, and you know, prove himself to be a very valuable fantasy asset going into the weekend. Yeah, Matt, great take on Eddie Cabrera there. Forty three percent owned on Yahoo. I will throw this out there. You know, since he's come off the IL with um, you know, the the shoulder issue, he's been he's been he's been good. But the last two starts are, you know, what I'm impressed by. As Matt talked about, they kind of were running him out there, you know, out of the bullpen, I think, for the first couple. And then, you know, they're easing back him into that starter workload. Next, Matt and I have been talking about this a lot off the podcast. The Marlins rotation this year, they got about seven names for five spots. So Eddie Cabrera, I think they kind of want to see what he has. I wouldn't be surprised if they ran him out there and just kind of, like, see how long he could go. His last two starts, only one earned run in each of those. And uh, not not big strikeout numbers, but as Matt said, he can rack up the strikeouts very quickly on the season. 96 innings, 115 strikeouts. The walks had been the thing that's a been a big problem for Eddie Cabrera. But his last four starts, he's kind of been limiting those walks and hits with solid whips in most of those. So we'll see where the thing goes. You know, as Matt mentioned, very fluffy matchup against Pittsburgh. So we like that one for Eddie Cabrera. Definitely a good start. But before we keep things pushing here and we talk about Philly starting pitcher, a Dodgers young starting pitcher, a closer, and then a sneaky, sneaky one, Matt has an ad, uh, ad partner to talk about. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket brought to you by YouTube and YouTube TV. 
Now is the best time to join FanDuel. If the app is super easy to use and you can bet on everything from spread to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with the offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, and we're back. Dom, take it away, sir. Yeah, so let's talk about Christopher Sanchez. Kind of, I'm going to be honest with you, came out of nowhere for me anyway. Not a guy that I had, you know, a lot of knowledge of coming into the year, but he's been very, very good. He's um, thrown 98 innings, 3-4-8 ERA across 18 starts this year, 95 strikeouts with a 105 whip. Just been very impressive, you know. um, uh, He has a nice matchup against the Mets um, on September 30th. He faced the Mets on September 24th, went seven innings, got the win, 10 strikeouts, uh, did give up a couple of runs, but had a 0-5-7 whip, which is, you know, very, very strong for him. I truly, truly think must add to, you know, see where this goes. I, I think Phillies are just going to let him rock out because, you know, I think that's their last game. I, I don't know if they play on the last day of the season. It doesn't look like it, and at least not what I see here. So, um he might get that start, and then they roll back into the top of the rotation with um, Wheeler and Nola and them. So, Christopher Sanchez, kind of a must-add here at 35% owned. Yeah, I like it. Um, he's another one that is going to just be a nice little start this week. But he did a they great do, job. I'm sorry. I just want to correct myself. They do play on the last day of the season against the Mets. So, very nice and not a bad matchup, honestly. But let's move on. Um, to be completely honest, I was also working on my first base rankings as you were talking. So <laughs> fair enough. It's that time of year, guys. Yeah. Well, I, get, <laughs> I got the bug. You know, I, I, I finally decided to put together the, the list of names and now, you know, it's there. But uh yeah, let's talk about Ryan Pepio. Ryan Pepio uh is going out and he's looks like he's slotted in to go against San Francisco, if I'm not yeah, I mistaken. Think on, the, on the last day of the season, there's a chance that he gets that start mm-hmm. on the last day. It's not, I don't think it's 100% yet, but you know what, Pepio's been so good that I wanted his name in this episode in case he does get that start on the last day of the season against the Giants, which is a juicy matchup. I wouldn't be surprised, too, only because I don't think he'd slot in in a three-game series or even a five. Yeah, exactly. So this would be the perfect time to get him out there, keep him keep him warm at least. And it'll probably be his last action until, you know, the NL championship game. Uh, so Ryan Pepio is somebody you probably, they probably will roll out. And it not only are they just the Dodgers themselves, but they're playing at San Francisco and that's kind of a fluffy matchup going into the end of the season. So I think Pepio, it could be a very valuable start this week. He's been very good over the last two weeks too. 18 innings, 18 Ks, a three ERA with a one whip, solid, solid numbers. He did that at Colorado with nine Ks and one start and a one five ERA and a one whip. And then against Detroit, four Ks and six innings and a one five ERA and one whip. He has just done a really good job out of his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's only had one game over three and he's only had one other game over two ERA. Pepio has been really solid. He's somebody that I'm I'm going to be ranking in a very interesting and peculiar place, I think, when it comes down to me sitting down and doing my rankings. Pepio could be very valuable, not just this week, but for next year. So write his name down and don't forget it. Yeah, Matt, great take on Pepio there. 
uh, on the year. Papio has started three games. He's um, thrown uh, in seven games overall, though. They've kind of been mixing him in um, a little bit later. I think they've been doing like an opener situation, and then Papio would, you know, pitch after that. But he's had in his last four games a seven-inning start and three six-inning starts. So that really shows you that he's able to give that longevity. So um, let me finish reading off those numbers. A 1.85 ERA on the year for Pepio, 39 innings, 35 strikeouts with a 0.74 uh, whip. He's always been a strikeout guy. So even that strikeout upside is there going into next year. Maybe even this last start of the season, he'll show us something because his last start, he did have nine strikeouts, as Matt mentioned. In 91 innings in 2022 in the minors, he had 114 strikeouts. And in 2021, he had 101 innings in the minors, 127 strikeouts. Um, once again, we're talking about Ryan Pepio here. And he's a guy, like Matt said, I'm not 100% sure where I'm going to have him at starting pitching. But it wouldn't shock me if he lined in there somewhere near Gavin Williams and Tanner Bybee that I have at 39 and 40. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was around them. So, you know, you're talking about a guy that could be a top 35 to 40 pitcher going into next year. Love Ryan Pepio's upside. And he is 54% owned. Let's move on to somebody. I think we talked about him last week, but I want to talk about him again. It's Jose LeClerc. He's been closing for the most of the time there in uh, Texas. I know Chapman has been mixed in a little bit, but, you know, LeClerc's been very, very good of late, and Chapman has not. So over the last 14 days, LeClerc has thrown 5.1 innings, two saves, eight strikeouts, giving up no earned runs with a 0.94 whip. LeClerc has closer experience with the Texas Rangers in the past, and on the year, his numbers look great too. He has four saves on the year, 285 ERA, 119 whip, 53 innings pitched, 62 strikeouts. So with LeClerc, I think the thing is, uh, add him, see where this thing goes, because I think he's going to finish out the year as the, the main closer there with the last couple of games here. And if he lost to Tanner Scott, who had been very, very good, he's, I know he's on paternity leave for at least the next three days, uh, I would drop Scott, pick up LeClerc, and who do they play these next couple of games? Against Seattle, so those are meaningful games. Uh, they're definitely going to want to make sure they lock those down, and I think LeClerc is going to be the guy to get that call if they do. Yeah, no, I, I like LeClerc a lot. So uh, definitely valuable positions in high leverage situations where he's going to be. So LeClerc is your dude, but let's move on. Let's talk about Mr. Reese Olsen. Um, Reese Olsen, the Detroit Tigers, 41% owned. Probably going to get Cleveland this weekend on Sunday since he pitched on Tuesday. If I had to take a guess, it's either going to be Saturday or Sunday. And it's going to be Cleveland, and it's probably going to be at home. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, Saturday. Would be the last game for them because they play on the 30th. So, anyway, um, he's been pretty solid. Kansas City, he went five innings deep, seven Ks, one five nine ERA. Went against the Dodgers, only had a one five ERA with a five five Ks, got the win six innings and a point six seven whip. And went against Cincinnati at home as well, got the win seven Ks and a one five ERA. He's been very solid over the last month in general with 35 innings pitched, three wins, 35 Ks. A 1.51 ERA with a 0.87 whip. Reese Olsen, somebody you can probably trust with this start coming up. Cleveland has not really been wonderful. Um, honestly, I really like the fact that Reese Olsen has just been performing and has has just proven himself to be somebody that I'm going to be probably considering as a nice little end of the draft next year. Uh, Ed, because I think Reese Olsen is going to not just 
finish right here and be a end of the year wonder. Yeah, man, great take on Reese Olsen. I absolutely love the kid. I I really think he has a lot of upside. He has a good slider. He um his fastball averages at ninety five. I know he gets up there way higher. Well, not way higher, but I know he gets up there higher than that. So it, it, he's got good stuff, and the sinker is actually a good pitch for him too. So I really think that's a juicy matchup at Cleveland. Cleveland doesn't really have a lot besides, you know, Jose Ramirez. I really think he could pitch around it. And his last five starts in particular that Matt was talking about have been very strong, uh, especially that last one against the Royals with seven strikeouts, only gave up one earned. And honestly, all through his last five starts, he hasn't given up more than two runs. He's gone at least 5.2 innings in all of them with a seven-inning start, a 6.2-inning start, a couple of more six-inning starts in there. Kid's got really great stuff, and I think you need to pick him up for that you know weekend matchup against the Guardians. He is 41% owned on Yahoo, and just to add him. But, Matt, uh, I think you got one more guy for us right before we take this thing home. Yes, sir. So we have time for one more dude. And honestly, you know how we were talking about how much like Logan O'Hoppy? I got another catcher for you. That's Henry Davis. Henry Davis, honestly, solid matchup. Yeah, he's going against Miami. He's going to be a little bit more of a higher tier pitching. But outside of Cabrera, I think he's going to be solid. He still has Philly. And Philly likes to get blown up. And they're not starting any of their real, you know, big, big hitters here. So Henry Davis is probably primed for a nice matchup, depending on how the weekend falls. And he's been solid over the last week. Three runs, two bombs, four ribs, batting 375. This kind of production out of your catcher position is hard to come by. So I think Henry Davis is a solid add, especially if you missed out on Logan O'Hoppy or your current current pitcher isn't doing his job. Henry Davis kind of has a nice matchup going into the weekend, so I would add him. Yeah, a great take on Henry Davis, former number one overall pick. The kid is very, very talented. His numbers this year do not reflect it at all. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but not everybody comes up and does the Acuna Tatis thing. So I think this kid, you know, needs a little bit of an adjustment period. He is still only 23 years old. So, you know, he has time for himself to grow there a bit. But, you know, he steals bases. He's got pop. The runs and RBIs have been solid over his 210 at-bats. The batting average is the thing that he needs to work on the most. Uh, I don't know if he's going to retain that catcher eligibility for next year. So far, he's only made two appearances at catcher. I don't know if Yahoo and other platforms are going to be lenient about that because his natural position is catcher, but he's mainly been playing outfield. So if he does lose that catcher eligibility, I really don't love him so much for outfield next year. A lot of his appeal was that he was a catcher. Still might take him a couple of years to grow into his own, but, you know, we shall see where things go. But, Matt, unless you got anything else to add, I think I'm going to bring this thing home. Oh, let's do it, baby. Yep, guys, so that's all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Also, shout out to our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. And make sure you are on the lookout for a new episode tomorrow where Matt and I really bring things home to end the season with our Fantasy Baseball Award Show. So that's one you definitely don't want to miss. But, guys, until tomorrow. Peace. See you.